Welcome to On the Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 123 for the 19th of November 2009. Hi there, James, and welcome to Couch 123. That's amazing, isn't it? One, two, three. It's a, here we go. It's a great number. <laughs> Indeed. So um, we're um, proud to be here with you on the couch uh, talking about, uh, so I guess, kind of digital media stuff. We have a few sort of general themes we try and sit, uh, Indeed. stick to Indeed, try. and try and squeeze it into half an hour, more or less. Indeed. We try and catch up on what's happening in the world of business, uh, technology, content delivery, mobile gaming and even other stuff if we can find the news and if you do have any news you'd like to share with us or any wacky stuff you bought or a gadget that possibly ian or i haven't bought do let us know <laughs> There's um, not many of those. Uh, <laughs> feedback at on the couch podcast.com that would be great so um loads of news in the old business thing tell me all about indeed. that Ian, because i haven't read the notes indeed well uh the first one that's uh just kicked off last week that uh, motorola are putting their feelers out to sell off their set-top box business Oh, yes. Which uh, is is interesting because they have uh, a fair whack of um, not just cable, but uh, also IPTV uh, businesses, especially in the US. Uh, but they're also trying to sell off not just their set-top box business, but also... The mobile bit as well, uh, yeah. The mobile business and also the network equipment business as well, so... Uh, what does that leave them with? Uh, I'm not really sure, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> or is it more kind of just having a fire sale, whatever you want? Um, no, I don't, I don't think it's like that. I think, I mean, Motorola have have uh, not obviously done so well in the uh, the mobile handset business in the last few years. As Although the droid's like now to. here, isn't it? The droid is looking uh, good. Yep. But they are, they, I mean, but they're, the droid is really, uh, they're being treated like an OEM manufacturer. The the value there is the hardware, not the software or anything else. Indeed, yeah. Um, now, to be fair, the, the Motorola... Uh, software on their phones has never been their strong point. It's always been they've always had fabulous hardware and oh yeah, like I remember the you know the flip phone and all the stuff like mm-hmm. that. It did really well, there. but yeah, the software was a dog. Yeah, I must admit. it was pretty sad. But uh, that's a technical term, I think. <laughs> I think it is. So if you're um, if you're up for a few set the box uh, manufacturer kind of business situations, mm-hmm. then uh, you should get in touch. And could that, do you think be a symptom of in the US? Maybe is there a maturing happening in that market? Is it a sort of uh, growth I mean, market? Yeah, I would have thought so because, uh, I mean, we've seen a lot of the DTA boxes, those uh, cheap and cheerful as uh, semi-set-top boxes going out there, mm-hmm. uh, millions of those. But in terms of actual new set-top boxes, I would have thought that uh, it's a hard business to, to uh, keep going. Yeah. As you say, I mean, not many people getting into the set-top box business because, as you say, it's, it's dominated by, you know, low-cost Asian imports is it, you know, the Chinese market. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you can see that uh, Cisco, and, or Cisco or was Scientific Atlanta and, and Motorola have had the set the box mm. uh, business in the US sewn up for, for quite some time. But now mm. it's uh, when uh, cable operators are freed from that, yeah, that duopoly, they can go and buy them from anyone, anyone else that's uh, a bit more cheaper. A bit cheaper mm. and a bit more cheerful than uh, it does make it yeah, hard to Yeah, I guess that's it. Maybe that's... That the writing on the wall, and that's what the um, you know the, the cable card has done. It's, yeah, uh, maybe they're feeling threatened by it. Who knows? So another story we've got here, and this is, a, I guess, a follow-up in a way. It's mm. always quite amusing to watch what's going on in um, in Italy with the big spat between Sky Italia mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, Mediaset. and Mediaset. Um, so we were talking previously about the how Sky had uh, what we thought was quite a clever idea that the 
you'd be able to uh, plug a, a little dongle or a USB kind of device into the sky, set the boxes, and then you'd be able to get digital terrestrial received into the box, which sounds, sounds like an imminently sensible plan to me. Mm-hmm. But now Mediaset has claimed that um, the key aims to slow the sale of to allow users to access things on their platform. Hmm. Well, I guess uh, it does give Sky <laughs> Isn't <control>. that competition? <laughs> it is competition indeed, but it's not the competition that they like. So, um, I mean, it would actually give Sky control over which DTT channels were incorporated in their lineup and presumably enable them to slot them into their EPG at any point they liked. And, uh, and there's another thing, Sky is also suing Mediaset because it won't let Sky advertise its pay channels on their free-to-air channels, mm, so which is discriminatory, <laughs> I guess. I mean, it yep. sounds like great funding business in Italy, I tell you. <laughs> it's certainly a challenge, and uh, uh, I think it's interesting. it will be interesting to see how this, this uh, plays out. Um, anyway, so interesting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've also got a, an update from BSkyB in the UK who said... Well, in fact, um, in, in Barcelona, there's obviously some big Morgan Stanley shindig going on in Barcelona. Oh, is that is and, what's going on? And the on, CEO of, uh, of B-Sky-B it said that they're uh, on track, I guess, to get their 10 million by 2010. Isn't that amazing? That's a, that's a great objective, and they're pretty close. Mm. At the end of uh, September, they've got a total of 9.54 mm. million subs in the And I think UK. I saw some other news that they're also kicking out um, the standard box now is now the Sky Plus box, the PBR. Right. That wouldn't make sense because... Uh, Certainly, it's, it's much more compelling than just the standard box. Mm, definitely, and it's a bit more sticky, and people have, you know, do it the right way. Um, I don't know if we talked... Did we talk about the... They're doing some... Um, I was at a conference yesterday, and they were talking about doing the targeted advertising, particularly on the online content mm. as well, where mm. they're looking to... Uh, Interesting. ...do some ad targeting, and I think they sent me some new terms and conditions recently, which uh-huh. I had to uh, kind of... Just to let you know, we will be doing this. Yeah. We will not notice any change, except... You'll get more ads. relevant ads. <laughs> more relevant ads. <laughs> yes. Ads that we should have. Indeed. Very interesting. So, uh, uh, I mean, 9.5, 10 million, 10 million customers. How many, how many households are there in the UK, James? Do you know? I thought it was something along the line. At this conference yesterday, it was saying that Freeview, which is the digital terrestrial platform, mm-hmm. has got around about the same number to be honest. Right. And, but obviously they're not subscribers. They're just boxes, cumulative yeah. sold yeah. boxes, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, but there's what we supposed to be 50, 55 million population, mm-hmm. I guess. So you could think well, you, you could say there's probably 20 million homes. Yeah. Uh, but I think these subscribers, they're not all on sky. Some are on cable. I don't know if oh, you know, there's obviously okay. the way different ways you count the subscribers yeah. and things. So yeah. still pretty, I mean, it's clearly still the dominant service and it's the Absolutely. one that everyone wants to be and, you know, um, but, uh, it's, uh, looking pretty good. Looking pretty good. So the uh, the other bit of news we have uh, in respect to technology is, uh, you know, we were talking about how everyone was having having an app store. Um, I mean, uh-huh. if, you're, if you're anybody, you've got an app store. Uh, Indeed. Nokia having an app store. You know, Google having an app store. Um, Brim, everyone. <laughs> yeah, Brim's got an app store. Uh, well, it's kind of it's kind of spreading now, and uh, we talked a few weeks ago about uh, the uh, the Live Scribe smart pen. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, your your gadget of choice, which is which is I think is one of the great gadgets of the year. To be honest, and you um, were talking, you actually played us a tune on it, didn't you? I did. It was a great tune, and I'm still practicing. <laughs> but uh, it, do you it, just like draw a picture of a piano, and then you can yeah, touch the keys, you can play the keys? It's great, brilliant. Um, so it, it has uh, recognition about where it is on the page and what you've drawn, and, mm-hmm. uh, and so it's, it's more about buying a special paper. Audio, yes, with the, on the special paper. 
And mm-hmm. uh, they're opened an app store now, and I've just tried to. Uh, it's only been launched today. I've just right. tried to uh, get hold of it on, on online just before the, recording the podcast, and, and their actual store is down at the moment. So presumably they're doing the updates. Uh, but that's very cool because. Uh, so what are you going to buy? So you can write in one language and it comes out in another language. Mm-hmm. You can do translations. There's a there's a wow. I was joking when I said that. I no, thought that no, would be impossible. It's true. <laughs> you can write in one language and it'll tell you what translates to on the pen. A little display on it. Uh, you can do. Uh, there's some sort of poker game from what I can gather. I don't quite know. <laughs> Look like you're taking notes in a meeting whilst playing poker. <laughs> yes, it's in fact the end. Um, uh, I, I would expect there's actually quite a lot of educational opportunities in terms of teaching people to draw or um, all sorts of things. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they've got there. They've got 30 apps up there as a starter. Uh, but wow, they've got 5,500 developers out there playing around with things. Because uh, that's a bit of a niche device. I mean, sorry, but I, know, yeah, I think I, it is a bit of a niche I, I device, but maybe it's one of these things that you didn't <laughs> you didn't know you needed it until you got I one. I know. And I, I mean, I think that uh, once once you try it and it's like, how did I ever do without this? It's amazing. And is it actually helping you be more efficient and all this yeah, kind of it stuff? It is because it means that uh, I can actually so go back and look So the pen is the new keyboard. It is. It means I can go back and look at notes and I can search through my handwritten notes, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. That's and is your writing getting better with more practice? Um, actually, it, it can read my scrawly handwriting, which is incredible. Uh, mm. um, <laughs> I mean, Has it got any um, gyro, kind of, not gyro sensors, but can it do, you know, knows the way you're writing? It's not just um, looking at the image, it's like how you draw it as well. Is there yeah, any accelerometer stuff? Well, it certainly knows, it doesn't have any accelerometers in it, but it certainly knows exactly where you are on the page when you write. Hmm. Over time, uh, I mean, over time, you know, yeah, so it can see. Exactly over time. So, okay. Uh, I mean, if you can, if you listen back to the, the recording of audio that you do at the same, you can do at the same time, it'll actually show you drawing the strokes as you're, as you're hearing the audio back again. So, it certainly mm-hmm. knows where you are at what time. So, uh, you can so imagine. that's going to help them get recognition more accurate. I yeah, would exactly. So, Still haven't seen it. Must uh, must try harder. Yeah, indeed. Um, so, so content delivery. Yes. Um, now, a service we've talked about some time ago. Mm. Uh, indeed, it was, I think, last year's CS mm-hmm. Superstar Award winner was uh, Boxy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were basically offering, I mean, I hijacked my Apple TV. I just found the little patch stick for that recently. Actually, I must try that again. Um and you could get it running on PC, Mac, Linux, whatever. Uh, but now they've um, allegedly, I don't know if they're going to, they're mm. going to make a boxy box. Well, okay. So it's up to this point, it's been, you've been required to have a, a laptop. Another host, PC. basically. Right, okay. Or an um, Apple TV. But now you can actually get a boxy box itself. And, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I had to do a bit of checking to remember what boxy was. Because, you know, there's so many of these services. It's now. like a metadata aggregator, a bit like... Mm. Um, I guess Zatu is doing a similar thing, mm-hmm. but more for live. Well, for live TV, Boxy right. tends to be more on demand okay. rather than live streaming. Okay. Um, but it also allows you to to link together all your own personal stuff as well. Exactly. Like, yeah. You know, music and photos and TV shows and movies and um, cool stuff from Netflix and Pandora and Last FM and Flickr as well. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. So it does all and does your home stuff. And basically, this looks like a, just a. Um, an OEM PC platform, uh-huh. I guess. Like the, have you, have you seen the Acer Revo, which is looks like almost a similar form factor, to be honest. That's right. It's, it's um, like a tiny PC. Looks like a tiny PC, doesn't it? Yeah, but I mean, the tiny PC ones don't tend to have infrared interfaces. If they do, they have a Windows remote. But this has right. got a box. I must say, the industrial design for the rendering here mm-hmm. doesn't look particularly impressive. 
Looks like um, a little PC, to be honest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> with a... With a remote control. With a cheap remote. There we go. I'm sure it's better we'll than see. that. I mean, it depends what sort of price range they can get at it, because uh, even standard definition with some of these really cheap PCs is, is hard work. HD really? is pretty much out of the question, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll but see. the new multi-core processors just munch through that stuff. Oh, easy. It'll be fine. So, Boxy Beta unve- unveiling on December 7, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Hardware will be running in 2010, they reckon. Yeah. Well, I must admit, I mean, even Apple TVs evolved quite heavily mm. since they began. Mm. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the new interface for it, but it's totally different to the first one. Is it better, do you think? Uh, it's more, you can kind of see all the interfaces on screen at once, but right. obviously it relies on having the HD real estate, so, uh-huh. um, which the earlier one maybe didn't. So now they've just gone that route. Anywho, uh, I must admit, I haven't looked at it a lot. Um... Mobile. And mobile. Uh, are you still running that ancient Samsung phone or have you got something new? I, I still have it as my personal phone. To be honest, I spend most of my time playing with my BlackBerry or my iPhone, but mm-hmm. um, you can never have too many phones. That's what I always say. <laughs> well, at least I will until, you know, 10 years time when I have all sorts of brain cancers and other sorts of cancers. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we did have devices. a, we had a mobile moment uh, yesterday. In fact, when my, mm. I got multiple notifications that I was close to you. I know, you Using. were in Paddington and I was in Putney, so it's not well, it, But I wasn't in Paddington, but I mean, oh, that's we, 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 Did we, you get notified as well? Yeah, Did I got an, so. an email saying, James is mm. close to you. Mm. I got emails and texts, wow. I think. It's really trying to tell us something. So where were you, yeah. in fact? You weren't I was in, in, I was at the, what is that? I should know what it was, actually. It was the... Uh, what was your closest tube? I was at the Digital TV World Summit, just off Oxford Street. Okay. In, um, uh, near... Uh, you know, just where I saw the Christmas lights, it was very nice. But it was a bit oh, weird nice. to see suddenly, boom, you know, <laughs> Ian Harris is near. So uh, there we go. Too close for comfort, I'd <laughs> You're say. You're kind of like looking around going, damn it, someone's what? stalking me. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> that is a bit scary, but uh, no, it was cool. And, and I think um, mm. also last year, I think you can see where I've been as well, which is quite cool. Mm. I'm going to look at that for a while. Um, so, uh, but other news in the mobile world, uh, Google. Um, now, is this mm. a story about... Um, Google Voice, or is it... Uh, well, this is Google buying Gizmo 5, which is... Oh, uh, that well-known um, VoIP company, is it? Well, <laughs> I don't know if it's well-known, but certainly it's it's very popular with people that know that about it. That was English sarcasm. Yeah, uh, yeah thank you. Yeah. Thanks for translating. <laughs> <laughs> get, your, get your scribe out, it'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, um, uh, which is very exciting because uh, it's, it's basically a VoIP platform, uh, they do pretty much what Skype does, except um, it's open standards based. And that's why presumably... So it's like a SIP client, presumably. It's, yeah, it's based on SIP. So uh, unlike Skype, which is all proprietary and uh, peer-to-peer, mm-hmm. Gizmo 5 is more, if, if you can use this term, traditional VoIP provider in that it uses SIP and uses uh, presumably something like Asterisk or it's uh, one of its friends. Yeah, one of those puppies. To, uh, the route called between its, uh, between its servers. So... Uh, you can un- you can understand that uh, Google tends to favour things that are open and standards based. Uh, here's a company that does it. They've got Google Voice. If you put two and two together here, you can see that. Hang on a tick. If I'm using the last mile, which is what Google Voice does, and uh, then I can get it into Google and then route it any way I want. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. Google might become your phone provider. Yeah, I did actually hear there was a rumour that. Um Android, we're going to bring out a, a, an Android, someone was going to bring out an Android handset, which was simply just VoIP. Well, I mean, which that, would, that, that would be revolutionary, really, because at that point, you truly are 
uh, treating free. your phone provider as a... Well, it depends where you get your bandwidth line. from. Yeah, but I mean, that would suddenly just... That point. Yeah, but then you're not getting a mobile subscriber. You're just getting, mm-hmm. I just want internet. Yeah, I don't care about the phone. Yeah, so, exactly. This is similar to in the way most countries today, you can't, if you're home, if you're a DSL subscriber, mm-hmm. you have to take an analog line. You can't just say, oh, I just want the DSL. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I've... And some countries you can. I think in Spain, you can do that. Oh, you can really? say, I don't want the phone. I just want the DSL. Wow. Uh, Hong Kong, you could do that as well. And a lot of people are saying, well, I'll just mm. use my mobile phone for voice. Yeah. That's um, my voice number. And I'll use my broadband for everything else. That's a good point. Like, uh, I, <laughs> the, the only time I use my home phone, to be honest, is when I'm on a, on a conference call. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I'm on mobiles pretty much the, the rest of the time. Mm. So there's yeah, a lot of scope for different parties to move in there. Either mm. the mobile guy says, mm. I'll just give you data and you can use voice. But that's, you know, there's lots of business models that need breaking, but maybe Google is taking the hammer to it, you know? Yeah. Well, they've, they've broken a few other molds. So mm. interesting mm. to see what happens with this one. I don't quite know how they'd make money out of it, particularly if they're offering a free service, but presumably, uh, you know, it's all about search and delivering ad content. And if you're looking at your uh, text messages or your... Uh, your voicemails that have been turned into text and it can search those and, and give you ad results on mm. that, then perhaps that's where it's coming from. Yeah. Well, wait and see. I mean, it's, um, I mean, Google Voice is still a kind of a beta, isn't it? It's only available in the US. Yeah, that's um, true. But there's still lots of people using it, so mm. very interesting. Um, very cool. Gaming side. Now, I'm mm-hmm. still, I'm waiting to get my hands on Call of Duty, World of War, which we just, you know, popped, got the news last podcast that it had been, it's and the it's, highest grossing game of all time, yeah, I guess. And it's uh, still a hot topic on Twitter a week later, so people are clearly still working their way through it. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm getting my hands on a previously loved version. <laughs> Excellent. And <laughs> how have, uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, you haven't got all of it yet. We'll be looking forward to hearing what that's like, because apparently it's, the gameplay is quite good and the graphics are great and the storyline's interesting. Yeah, and there's one bit where you have to be a terrorist or something when yeah, you're infiltrating a, a terrorist group, but you can choose not to participate in that. Oh, okay. There's a bit of a controversy this week. Russia's apparently, uh, the Russian government's pulled uh, the game off, off the game shelves because it uh, tries to teach you how to be a terrorist, apparently. So. <laughs> I don't know. You have to oh, tell I mean, I, I didn't know this. Apparently in Germany, you can't show any blood on video games. Really? So they have wow. different versions, you know? So. Wow, no blood. So no blood, get, apparently. Okay. It may have relaxed that rule now. I don't know. <laughs> I think, um, that, what was it? Left for Dead. I don't think that game would work very well because it's pretty much all <laughs> blood. <laughs> Blunt weapons only. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so on your PS3, apparently Facebook is making it to the PS3. James. Yeah, you and I did have a look. But there's no, I've got the latest bit of the latest stuff and latest it's not stuff, on yeah. there. Mm. Um, but I think this is a bit like kind of, it's kind of, I guess Twitter would be the next one, but Twitter, I guess, doesn't really mesh well with the gaming markets. A bit mm. of a, people who tweet tend to not game. Mm. Uh, tend, I'd say not everybody, but, mm. um, but I think it does it just update your Facebook status with what you're playing and you can put your, you know, when you've got trophies or whatever, it says status. Right. Edit into Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I guess it's making use of the trophy uh, an in-game purchase stuff, which has been there for quite a while. Okay, so when you, um, so you get a trophy when you like. Beat well, if, your if you like k- kill ten baddies in one go, this, right. it's just arbitrary, really. There's, you know, <laughs> if you do certain things, okay. um, and I've I seen. I mean, there are obviously there's quite some um, regional variation in PlayStation versions because clearly in the UK already you can get uh, PlayStation software which has built-in iPlayer mm. and the Views mm. uh, video on demand service mm-hmm. for music videos. 
uh, I heard that uh, I think in Holland they're doing some similar, the, the equivalent of, uh, sorry, Germany, MediaTek, I think is doing the mm-hmm. uh, equivalent of, of iPlayer, but for Germany, cool. I think it's ZDF is going to go onto the PlayStation there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still fairly small, small beans, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, and Xbox Live has already got Facebook integration. Nice. So Facebook is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, well, when that comes to your PS3, let us know. Yeah, maybe like. this could be, you know, your Christmas in where you get, you know, you get yourself Each a flat screen PS3 and a Blu-ray player. You know? <laughs> exactly. Very cool. <laughs> I'll put it, uh, put it to Santa Claus and see what he thinks. Yeah. Get writing your letters. <laughs> um, so, uh, you put this in gaming, but it should be phone stuff. I mean, it's iPhone. I don't know. It could go either way. This is, uh, this is on live who've have been producing, uh, an internet-based interactive streaming service. Right. Uh, there's a few few of these companies kicking around. I haven't heard of OnLive before, but the idea is that all the rendering of the game and the graphics and so on is actually done back at a big, big... Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. And then it shunts the actual video of you playing to your device. So it means that you can have basically supercomputer kind of calculations going on efficiently at a... At and a big, the uh, problem typically account. here is the encoding delay, isn't it? Exactly. That's the, the and you get, you know... Any Twitch type games just don't work, and I still don't see how this is going to solve the problem because it's you know certainly if you're using MPEG four, mm-hmm. there's still is this, you know, one of the advantages of that low file size is low streaming bandwidth, but mm-hmm. significant encoding massive, delay, massive delays. Yeah, so, I'd, so I don't quite know how they're going to achieve it, but they've done a demo uh, just recently showing uh, showing a tech demo of streaming it onto a onto an iPhone. They call it an iPhone Touch, but I presume it's you know an iPhone. Or a, <laughs> or That's an a good iPod indication touch. that they didn't know what they were talking about. Um, um, and the idea is to eliminate the need for costly PCs and uh, talk about reinventing the wheel. I mean, uh, you don't sound very enthusiastic. No, James. I don't. I mean, <laughs> a low latency video—it's not going to work. Sorry. Mm. Um, well, we'll see. I, I mean, it might. I mean, unless someone's got an incredibly low. Um, I mean, you can you can obviously do this. Obviously, it's been solved on the PlayStation Three and Xbox Live, where they have mm-hmm. they're not sending the video though; they're just mm-hmm. sending very high level instructions and putting a lot mm-hmm. of brains in the the clients. So, yeah. um, I think that's clearly you know the way to go. Um, well, I mean, if you could solve the latency problem, then you got to imagine that I, I don't know how many Xboxes are there twenty million Xboxes? All lots. Yeah. If you say so if you got the cost of twenty million Xboxes turn that into a data center that was able to encode all this at a reasonable rate. Um, and of course, there's not 20 million Xboxes all being used at the one time. Yes, um, that's true. So you, could, you could log into your farm, but you've still got the problem of the Twitch delay. Mm. In my yes. mind, maybe they've solved it. We'll, well, we'll watch know, and we'll see. Because you know. uh, I mean, something we were talking about a few weeks ago was uh, that the, the fact that LCDs themselves, given they're actually recoding the video for the screen size they've got, actually introduce a few frames worth of delay as well. Yes. So it's, uh, it's all against you. So um, I would have liked to have seen that demo to see what it was like, but uh, we'll watch and learn. We'll see what happens now, coming up. In the other topic, always one of my favourite uh-huh. topics here. Yep. Um, <laughs> let's start first of all with your. You've got your hands on the Wi-Fi scale. So I, we talked I, about. Was it last I, week we talked about that? Yeah, such we a, did. And I ordered one, and it's it's arrived today at work. And um, well, I've set it up and it's actually easier than you think because it's got a <laughs> it's the only set of scales I've ever had that's got a USB connector mm-hmm. uh, you plug the USB connector into your PC and it, you run a little program and it sets up with the uh, the Wi-Fi connections so 
solves, so you, that's where you configure the key for the Wi-Fi or whatever, mm-hmm. is it? Yep. Uh-huh. So it solves that problem of. Uh, I was gonna. I was actually wondering how they do the user interface uh, to settle that up, but they don't. They just uh, <laughs> you plug it in and do it on a PC. It was so you have to do that again. Easy. Okay. Very easy. And uh, then I hopped on the scales, uh, fully clothed, I might add, uh, <laughs> in case you're actually looking at my uh, results. Uh, which said that you know, I weighed too much for my height and I really need to do some exercise. You have to take your shoes off, though, don't you, for the body fat thing? Yeah, yeah I, had to, I took my shoes off. but uh, Okay. Uh, so uh, it, it's now live on the internet and tweeting my uh, weight and body mass index. So, uh, so we can all listen news. and see the pounds <laughs> slope off in. Exactly. So I'm Go now on. totally motivated because uh, everyone knows when... I've actually done some exercise and not, so it's it's the idea is uh, behind it to try and make. So the, tweet uh, your fat as well, isn't it? There we go. Yeah, do my uh, do my exercise and uh, do some cycling, and and hopefully it'll it'll all fall off, and I'll be doing totally indeed. Motivated. Well, so hopefully you won't have a need for the next exciting development you've uh, covered here, <laughs> the bombproof wallpaper. Well, every home should have one. <laughs> well, uh, this is just fiberglass, isn't it? Well, it's it's a uh, combination of a Kevlar-like substance and. Um, plastic, uh, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a mesh that uh, you attach to the, the the back of walls before you actually put the normal walls on. It's not actually wallpaper as such. It's it fits in no, the kind of a, building. It's substrate. like a fiberglass sheet, as far as I can see. Yeah, but it's kind of Kevlar like or something. And Kevlar, uh, Kevlar, but it's more expensive. <laughs> probably, uh, but the the video is great. Like they've got some wrecking balls and you know a bunch of um, bunch of walls, and they've stuck it on the on the walls, and and uh, it. Uh, Definitely stops wrecking balls going through walls, which is always handy, you know, when there's, you know, kind of recording wrecking balls hanging around and you wow. might, uh, And even a drywall, I guess. So it looks quite, uh, yeah, so if you're putting your own little panic room in um, and uh, you're thinking totally about, oh, how am yeah. I going to make this cost effective? Pop down, get a bit of X-Flex. Fantastic stuff. It, uh, <laughs> Maybe. You, you, you never Only know the paranoid will survive. Remember that one. <laughs> That's right. Um, so. Very cool. Hmm. Very cool. Fantastico. Well, um, if you've got any comments or you yourself have tried uh, bomb-proof wallpaper <laughs> uh, or you indeed want to uh, sponsor Ian on his lose weight, tweet my weight scales, <laughs> um, which he's not doing, by the way, uh, do drop us a line, uh, feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com and uh, I don't know if Ian will put his, uh, uh, if we can tweet your weight to a number of places. You'll have to probably play around with that, but we might be able to Tweet your weight on the on the couch podcast um, Indeed, Twitter feed if we have one. <laughs> we do, we do actually. I've set one up now, so you can uh, if you can subscribe to follow us and see what's going on. Called? I think it was couch catch podcast. Uh, you can uh, see what's happening on this podcast and all the stories as well. Are all the links there? Uh, and uh, I don't know if I can stick my weight in there. That's just getting a bit too crazy, but a bit too personal. Okay. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed listening and do listen to us again the next episode on 124 in about a week. It's goodbye from me, James. And goodbye from me, Ian. Cheers. Bye.